are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Radical Islamic terror came to Edmonton, Canada. The chaos began outside Commonwealth Stadium, where a Canadian Football League game was being played. A white Chevrolet Malibu slammed into a police officer in front of his cruiser. The officer was sent flying after the Malibu struck both the cop and his car. The driver then got out and started to stab the officer. Here's the video. The attack began with an incident outside Edmonton Commonwealth Stadium where this police officer was directing traffic during the game. The officer was stabbed multiple times before the suspect ran off. The great news, he will recover. Today on The Truth Report, we will examine what happened, how it was allowed to happen in Canada, and what was the Canadian response you will not like what you are about to hear. So let's start with what happened. The Edmonton Eskimos were playing the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It was military appreciation night and CF-18 fighter jets soared overhead. Police officer Mike Chernick was directing traffic in the Alberta city when a white Chevrolet Malibu crashed into the officer, knocking him high in the air and as the Edmonton Journal put it, like a puppy's chew toy. But this was no accident. As the video shows, the driver emerged from the car and began stabbing the fallen officer in the head and the face. Chernick fought him off, but the attack did not end there. The assailant fled, and incredibly enough, the wounded policeman chased after him. The attacker got in a white U-Haul van and started running down other people elsewhere on the streets of Edmonton, injuring four innocent bystanders. Police set up a roadblock and eventually the attacker crashed and the police arrested him and later found an ISIS flag in his car. Abdullah Hassan Sharif, 30, is the suspect. Officers took him into custody. Apparently he acted alone, they say. Pending charges against him include terrorism and five counts of attempted murder. The Islamic State flag that was found in his car pretty well hits the nail on the head. So what is it that happened and how did it turn out this way? The attack probably could have been prevented. The attacker was Somali refugee Abdullah Hassan Sharif, and as it turns out, this guy had a history with Canadian authorities. Sharif told co-workers of his that he hated Sharia Muslims and his support for the Islamic State was strong. After the reports went to the Canadian government, the Integrated National Security Enforcement Team went and interviewed Sharif but they deemed him not to be a threat. After the attack, members of Edmonton's Somali community told reporters they knew nothing about him. A statement allegedly representing the community says, this individual has no place in our community. But by all indications, he did have a place there. After the attack, Edmonton police cautioned the public against making broad assumptions in regards to his religion his race, or his nationality. As some might have assumed, Abdul Hassan Sharif turned out to be a Somali Muslim jihadist and a flag-waving supporter of the Islamic State. One of his former co-workers told Canadian Broadcasting that he definitely had genocidal beliefs and he had major issues and he said people needed to die. 
You know, that sort of thing. Apparently, none of that emerged in the vetting process before the Somali Muslim was granted, in 2012, asylum. Royal Canadian Mounted Police Commissioner Marlon DeGrade said the suspect was checked thoroughly in 2015 and deemed at that point not to pose a threat. This was after he was turned in for threatening to kill Canadians. Quote, there was insufficient evidence to pursue a terrorism charge or a peace bond against him. The suspect was actually not deemed at that point to pose a threat to the security of Canada. Oh my gosh. Files on the suspect were kept and shared with other intelligence and police officers and their agencies after 2015, but that was as much as the law would allow them to do. And he goes on to say, we didn't have sufficient evidence to warrant a continued investigation of the individual following that check in 2015. So, the suspect was just said to have made a claim to be a refugee, but that was not true. It turns out he was literally granted refugee status by the Immigration and Refugee Board after they checked him out and after these statements. What the press did not report is Sharif, who was facing multiple, multiple attempted murder and terrorism charges, was earlier deported from the United States by immigration officials here in 2011, according to the Associated Press. And Sharif, 30 years old, had crossed legally into Canada in 2012 at a border crossing and obtained his refugee status, and Canada knew that we kicked him out. And yet, there's no information on Sharif at the time that it would have raised any red flags to the authorities. How in the world is a deported Somali from the United States not in the computer in Canada and not flagged at detention immediately? Immigration, refugees, and citizenship uh, Canada later authorities said immigration-related detention from the United States does not prevent someone from making asylum claims and being accepted into Canada. So we kick them out, Canada takes them. So ICE here has confirmed that that man was kicked out of the United States in order to leave. So Sharif was deported from the U.S. for reasons that are still not clear. He entered Canada, where they figured out he held radical beliefs, but they didn't deport him. They granted him refugee status, and later, after finding out how radical he really was, they didn't revoke his status, and they didn't send him back to Somalia. Incredible. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, in his statement responding to the terrorism, did not ever once mention radical Islam or Islamic terror in any manner. Instead, he said that we, quote, know that Canada's strength comes from our diversity and we will not be cowed by those who seek to divide us or promote fear. And he then shared a call to end white supremacy in Canada, insisting our diversity is our strength. He was echoing the social media postings of his Canadian minister, Marianne Monsef, after the attack, and she ran the cover for the attacker, and she throwed out a bunch of platitudes insisting that this attack makes Canada stronger. By the way, she is Muslim. The leaders of Canada refuse to name the enemy. Their open border policy on admissions to anyone who wants refugee status is making their problem worse and scarier every single day. Stay in touch. We will be following up on this story. You can write to me directly by sending me an email at barry at americantruthproject.org and go to our website where you can sign up to be on our mailing list so you never miss an important episode. 
Don't forget, it's always free. You can handle the truth, and we intend to bring it to you. I'm Barry Newsbaum. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.